Hey, this is Saya. This is Jay. And this is Oscar. You're listening to Nerd Spice, a show where we taste and discuss the different flavors of mainstream nerd culture. Thanks for visiting our corner of the internet, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, first of all, this is a review for Jam. Everyone's seen it. How do you know that? How do we know? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Are you oh, saying every one of us or are oh. the every one of us? Oh, every yeah, one of us has seen it. Yeah, I thought you meant the world. I was like, whoa, that's a big <laughs> No, I just assume everyone's seen it. Yeah. At least on our group. Well, this will be a spoiler. If you haven't movie. seen it, don't click this review. Yeah. <laughs> but this is going to be a spoiler filled discussion about Shazam, which is the latest DC movie to come out. Feels kind of weird because it's about four to five months after Aquaman, after like a year between Justice League and Aquaman. So it's ramping up. But as we have done with the Captain Marvel review and something we're looking to do with all our reviews going forward, we're going to touch on four different topics, starting with appearance, then going into ingredients, and then going into the taste and the texture. Sauce and it up. then. Yeah, and then jumping into the aftertaste for the film, where we give our overall grades for the film and how we feel about it afterwards. So, why don't we start out with the appearance of the film? Is appearance like initial thoughts, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah so appearance is like initial thoughts. When I was looking at the trailers, I was like, I don't even know where they're going with this. I'm like, and that's also, that could be a good thing, but it also could be a bad thing, because you're like... Where are you going with this? But I just like like when I was watching the trailers, I didn't really get much. I get that it was, you know, um little boy becomes big, you know, grown up adult, full potential, you know, hero and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, cool, great. I don't know anything else about the film, which I liked kind of because trailers give way too much nowadays. So yeah. I think I think these two mm-hmm. trailers that they released, I think it was two that they released, that they did really good with keeping the plot contained. I was actually surprised in the end, but we'll get to yeah. that. Um, so the appearance was kind of like a, a boiled egg, you know, just kind of like, yeah, you tear the shell off of it. It's the same color as the shell. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's more around that. But, you know, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It's yeah. boiling on the inside, but on the outside, nothing really changes. So you can't exactly. make it. But inside is a gem. The yeah. <laughs> the protein. That's a good analogy. Okay. Uh, kept, yeah, yeah, yeah help me with evolve it. it. Thanks. We help each other here. <laughs> yeah. Support, each, support your friends. <laughs> I I kind of agree. You know, the marketing for this film was kind of a double-edged sword where on the one hand, they didn't really show too much of the plot, too much of what was going to happen. They, they, they really kept a lot of things under wraps, which I liked because yeah, I, you know, I don't want to go to a movie and be like, oh, I already saw that in the trailer. That's whatever. But on the other hand, I didn't really know anything about what was going to happen. So the marketing ended up just being like, I just kept remembering a few of the same scenes over and over. And and, and mainly like that scene of them trying to buy beer in the uh, in the convenience oh, store. Fuck out of there. They kept, yeah. they kept showing that scene over and over. And I was like, is this going to be the best scene that they have? Is that why they keep showing <laughs> it? Is that like... Is this what they think is their peak humor? You know, so right. and it kind of left you with nothing to be like excited about, right? Like you just kind of yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to see it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was like they they were they weren't trying to give away too much, which I really appreciate because they didn't give away the entirety of the plot in the trailers. Like really, honestly, I didn't really see any of the what happened coming. Um, but 
on the other hand, it was it didn't it didn't get me hype as much as I would have been for um other movies, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that hype coming in. I wasn't that excited, but it was it was a film that I saw a lot of good things from um Zachary Levi was just talking a lot about it and I was like, I think he's kind of cute and funny, so I'm gonna watch it for him. <laughs> And of course, you got to support your DC films. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's like a cheese pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what it's like. Yeah. Like it's at a party, and somebody's like, "We bought pizza, and you open it's just cheese." You're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was very unassuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of felt the same way. Like I was cautiously optimistic. And that's only because with a DC movie, you're just, you know, I tend to go in, I tend to go in enjoying them, but I just want to make sure that all my friends get something out of it too. So that's how I tend to look at them. And because Shazam is such a unknown character to a lot of people, I didn't really know what they were going to do for the movie. They had the advantage because with characters that are unknown, you're able to flex around a bit and do different things that people don't know about, you know, and it could work in your favor, but I think it ended up working out well. It seemed like a good movie. Zachary Levi is cool and the other projects that he's done. So I knew we would at least get like humor and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was giving off a little, it felt more along the lines of like your Ant-Man movie. And it felt like that watching the movie overall it felt you know just smaller in scope but still like humorous and still different and mm-hmm. unlike things that we've seen before with dc a lot of people said it felt like ant-man to them but i didn't get that at all i don't know what it was missing i get why they said it was like ant-man because of like you know the jokey kid feel and stuff like that but i didn't get it i got a much more like i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna say immersive that's really a bad word, but for lack of a better term, <laughs> it felt I mean, a little more immersive. Like, I was a little more into this yeah. than Ant Man because of you know we'll get into the meat of it, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll elaborate more on why I felt like it was a little you know more immersive than Ant Man. I didn't get yeah. an overall like when I was watching it, I didn't think Ant Man at all. I wasn't thinking about Ant Man at all. I was thinking about right. I was thinking about. Well, you know, which but when I went back and I look, look on Twitter and stuff, they're like, "This was like Ant Man." I'm like, "I didn't get that." <laughs> I don't think they were saying in in terms of like the characters. The way well, I was no, saying they, it, it reminded them of Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, like the way I was saying it was just smaller scale. It's not like all over the place. Like Man is still in like its third act. It was very like huge. <laughs> Whereas with this movie, it's like, oh, uh, it's a little smaller. We're going to stay to like one setting. You know, we only have a little round of characters that we're going to play with and all that. That's what it felt like to me, at least. Yeah, it's the it's like a, a relatively small scale part of a bigger universe. You're not going to focus on big universe things like Ant-Man didn't focus on the invasion of aliens, but they did kind of mention it a little bit they didn't focus on you know like loki and all that the big level stuff that's happening or the infinity stones a little contained just like universe. yeah just like shazam while they did have a lot of uh easter eggs to the other heroes and they didn't mention them they didn't really say like oh do you guys remember when uh you know justice league happened and you know the world was gonna die and these cubes were being hunted down or whatever no it was pretty yeah. it was pretty chill i think that's that's kind of the the same level thing that they're going for so it's like a movie that is a, still a part of the bigger universe but it doesn't mean that it has to be 
a big movie that everything has consequences that are, are going to affect the entire universe, like every right. action. Um, and I think that was another another concern of mine before going into the film. I was worried that it was going to be like a lot of references to the other heroes, and they're going to just going to have to keep living up to the expectations of the heroes. Like I don't know. I I was kind of at first I was kind of put off by. Um, how everybody was looking at the movie. They were like, look, it's canon. It's within the universe. Look at this frame. They have Batman and look at the scene. They have Superman and stuff. And I'm like, I was worried that they were going to focus too much on how it fits into the bigger universe. But honestly, it was, it was pretty fine. It, it fit right in and it didn't really, um, it didn't really matter how, how it fit into the rest of the universe. It could honestly be its own thing that doesn't yeah. have to connect to the, the rest of the universe. And that was one of my main like concerns about, um, going into it, but I think, I think it they they played it off really well. I think it's just because people expect these superhero movies to be connected now, and it's partly because of you know movies like the X Men movies, like everything is connected. But mm, to a greater extent, the Marvel universe that we know now by Disney, everything's pretty much connected. So now that DC is kind of getting on a roll with what they're doing now with like wonder woman and aquaman and shazam everybody just wanted to see how connected it was going to be and also this movie was produced by new line it's not a direct like warner brothers product even though it's under the same house like it's produced by new line so that's why a lot of people were trying to figure out if it was really within the universe itself mm-hmm. or if it feels like its own thing but i mean like you said it worked out once you saw the movie so moral of the story is don't worry about it just go know. in and see what it is yeah i don't just by the ending i don't think they're gonna <laughs> in, incorporate this into the main trifecta or whatever or they're gonna have like crossword movies they might i don't know yeah. i think it'll be small i think this movie section of their universe is just gonna focus on the kids and their stuff which i'm yeah. totally fine with like i don't need it to be this huge thing it'd be cool even but it i don't necessarily like need it this is income around once in a blue moon <laughs> <laughs> so. why don't we jump into the ingredients and this could be the director the cast members just different things like that mm-hmm. i think all of that was like mid just just mid like it nothing was outstanding but what i did appreciate was like um the actor's effort talking mm-hmm. about um what is his name again the Zachary Levi yeah, that i keep thinking andy sandberg i don't know why <laughs> um, it was directed by david Sand- sandberg sandberg so maybe that you why the, you got the name mixed up or something I don't know. yeah he made some weird hero faces y'all like, <laughs> you know, you know really playing. like it, it pointed out to me, like, even when like it came down to be serious moment, he kind of did like this thing and he had like lines and stuff. I was just like, that's a weird <laughs> face, man. That, I wasn't that, even focusing that on was his one face. Of, that was funny. one of the things that stood out to me. I was like, you're making some weird hero faces. I don't know why it stood out to me, but I noticed it immediately. A little boy from it, you know, I'm not good with um, <laughs> um, what is his name? <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack Dylan Grazier or Frazier, either or. Yeah, He's really good. He is really good. He stood out like massively amongst all the other uh, ch- children actors. The little girl was really good too. Um, Who Darla? I liked all of them. Yeah, Darla. I liked all of them. I liked the foster parents. Like they they they, they got across that homey feeling. And then when the when the dad later in the film was you know kind of like 
you know, telling him, like, you don't do this. How could you not go to school? Blah, blah. You know, he was kind of like being a dad. It just it just created this whole centric home. The home wasn't super fancy. You know, it was it was it was just a, it was a home, you know, right. or my idealism of a home. That might not be a home to somebody else. But to me, that was really <laughs> homey. Um, the villain. I like the villain. That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing else to say. I mean, I wanted Black Adam, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Other ingredients. Um, they really played across well the uh, the um, the um, immature adult aspect mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, of Shazam's character, like. You know, as you can imagine, you could think about it like in this day and age, somebody who just got powers, it will be on social media. They will go around trying to make money off of it. <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, that is a that is an exact what a what a child would probably do. Exactly. Finding out they have powers that would turn them into like a whole a whole ass adult. Um <laughs> Yeah, people were complaining, like, oh, they're trying to buy beers. That's what kind of a message are you sending to our children yeah. that they should go buy beers when they're 14? And it's like, girl, that's exactly what teenagers are gonna do. <laughs> like, as soon as they got this ability, of course they're right. gonna go try to do this shit. You know? Let's talk about the villain and his 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 issues. Now, honestly, I can relate to this villain because if something like that happened to me and some magical being told me I was unworthy, you best believe your ass I would try to figure out where this guy is. <laughs> I would be studying like shit. But and then and then like you know it just branches in like all the stuff that he does from that moment on is justified yeah. because of that moment. You know you have some villains like um dare I say a venom, you know they're just sporadic and just knows random shit and just blah 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 all over the place. Yeah. Um did you have him he has I like his structure, you know, his structured build up. He throw his brother out the window. I was, I screamed. <laughs> I screamed in the We all screamed. You don't understand. I thought he was just going to intimidate him. He like literally threw him out no, the window. Everybody like, in the ah! theater was screaming. We did not expect was, that at all. I was like, that was your whole brother? <laughs> I don't like my brother, but damn. Oh my God. <laughs> what do we think about the direction from David Sandberg? And he was coming off of Annabelle. So I really didn't know what he was going to bring to this movie. I did get a sense of horror movie aspect in some oh, scenes, yeah. but it wasn't like so much so that it, it clashed with the rest of it. Like there were some parts where, you know, you're enjoying the teenagers doing their teenage stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then you see a monster biting someone's head off and you're like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Oh my <laughs> God. Smack with some realism. Let's talk about that moment between him and his mother. Like, that's when I was typing no. to y'all, Marvel would never. <laughs> that's, this topic. that's when you typed it? That's when I typed it. I said, Marvel will never touch this topic. They won't. They will not touch something. That, and that wasn't even Yikes. that wasn't even a ceiling to how deep you can get with like this type of stuff. No, yeah. I, I felt that scene. I think it was, really, it was really effective. It was, it was. very real. Like, it the was whole... very real. Yes, exactly. The whole way they showed the flashback from uh, Billy's perspective, everything was idealized. The mom was perfect. Her her clothing was very clean, and she was just just a beautiful, nice person. But then when reality hits, she looks rough. She's tired. Everything is all muddy. I was like even say her that imagery flip. Even it was her so beanie. Good. 
like even yeah. her beanie was dirtier than it was and then she was like just being real with you i was a 17 year old girl who had a baby and, and when I, she said that i was like you lying not looking like that i mean <laughs> <laughs> Babies age you, okay. First of all, but that was that was a really that's like a really serious issue, you know that, that yeah. they touched on that. Not everybody who is a mother is going to be a mom, and not everybody who's a mom is necessarily a mother. Like the the foster mother, I don't think she mm-hmm. gave birth to any of her kids, but she's just as good as a mom as anybody would expect. Exactly. From. Right. Like the little stuff, like the little directing stuff, like if you notice when he was walking away, I'm sure people noticed when the mother was about to go back in the house, she came back out and looked at him, continued looking at him walking away. I felt mm-hmm. that. That little that little like you can just imagine what's going through her head. Like she was watching him walk off and then she goes back in a little bit and she peeks her head back out to make like like stuff like that I like when what directors do. Like a lot of people I don't I would I don't really see that quality or attention to detail in movies like that that much. So I really commend him on that particular scene alone. Like that scene was just really touching. And when he said, when he said, I gotta go home or back to my real family, I was like, oh damn, in her face. Like, but yeah. I, I guess she kind of deserved it. But like, does she even care? It's like No, yeah. she didn't. And that's what hurt. That's why I said Marvel could never. <laughs> yeah, that was a no. really painful real it, like the awkward interaction the kind of like that was very awkward she like, stopped oh, him shit. from hugging oh my god they shook hands and then he gave her the little compass and she was like fuck is this he's like you're she gonna like, need, you it, need it sweetie it more than I did. yeah <laughs> oh my goodness oh, i would have chipped I, I think, on the wall before i walked off i think that scene and there are a lot of other scenes i think in a movie that we could talk about in a minute i think david really did well with this movie especially with it being a comedy i don't know his entire filmography but just being able to balance those elements of comedy and horror and also you know heartfelt moments in that i think it worked out really well especially like from the script and just taking the script and like bringing it to actuality yeah he did a very good job with that and just just the yeah just like you said the hopping back and forth between comedy like the comedy was actually pretty good too you know it wasn't yeah. overbearing like they weren't making a joke every three minutes that's what i like about you know dc like they can still be funny but we still gonna hit you that's and <laughs> that's what i prefer with typical comedy movies and that's that's kind of in my main criticism with marvel it's been a lot of bathos but then you have movies like wonder woman where the comedy feels earned you know yeah yeah, and like this this comedy is like two teenage boys talking about, you know, whatever the fuck they want to talk about. And it and it's not it doesn't come across as stupid. Like it come it, it might come across as cringy in some parts, but it's not like stupid. It fits Corny their characters. Yeah, right. it fits their characters, it fits what they're going through, and it's honestly very funny and I think the delivery from the the child actor uh, a Jack was really amazing. He did like, a fucking phenomenal. He was job. pretty great. He It was great. He brought brought forward a lot of the, uh, a lot of the the kind of. Batson um, boy was good too. What else has he played atmosphere. in? I've, I've seen him. Before. Asher Angel. Uh, I don't know. The main Billy Batson. Yeah. He was in a Disney Channel show called Something Mac, Allison Mac or something like that. But it's a, mm-hmm. it feels like Disney Degrassi to me a little bit. Uh, it's like I was thinking he looked like that dude uh, off Jumanji, a little boy off Jumanji. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the original score that they had because they had some good original music in there. Like sometimes they had 
you know, like Bruno Mars or something in the background that was just playing quietly. But sometimes yeah. they had really good music that played during important scenes that really connected you to the feeling of it. I think there were some scenes where you're meeting the wizard and it feels like there's a sense of magic going through. And I kind of felt like I yeah. did when I was watching Harry Potter for the first time. Mm. Um, just in those tiny moments, I was like, this is pretty great. They're trying to connect with they're, I mean, they're trying to establish this sense of nostalgia for children to look back on when you're meeting this wizard, you're getting this information because this is right. kind of geared towards, you know, a younger audience that they can believe that one day they might meet someone who will tell them that they have pure heart and they're, they're, you know, chosen or something. And, and I think music, the music in the movie and the score did kind of help build that sense of wonder and magic that you would expect to have from children looking at superheroes, mm -hmm. but it also didn't create it so that it was kind of a uh, corny and it, and it took you out of the whole movie overall because it still fit in the movie and it blended well with the, the atmosphere they were building. So it all just came together really well to, to build an interesting atmosphere of this is a world where magic exists and superheroes exist. And, um, but it's also a world where, yeah, and I was not like I was not listening to the you were not listening like, for the music. Well, I wasn't really, I wasn't really, you know, a like, lot of people usually, don't like okay. Now, <laughs> just let's, saying, let's, you know, let's it was pause. playing in the background. If, if you the have music stands out to me, and I'm like, oh, this track is fire, then it'll stand out. But I'm personally just from first, you know, watch, it yeah, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't grasp the music at all, like nothing like really stuck to my head. But I'll go back and pay more attention to the music when people really talk about the score being good. That's what I usually do. But um, most of the time, if it's not popping on my face, like, ooh, who made this? Like, if I don't say yeah. that in the movie, then the score is not that great to me. But I mean, I'm going to go back and listen. You know, the score isn't, it isn't like a John Williams type score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get what you're but saying, did, though, but you're saying it was good. It helped yeah. with the experience. Yeah. It, it helped with the experience, and it did It did help balance the, the whole, the moments where, like, yeah, having magic powers and being a superhero is something that is unbelievable even in a world where superman exists and wonder woman exists this is still kind of magical there's still kind of great that children can not only look up to these superheroes but they can also aspire to be one um so i think i think that was a pretty good i don't know i just got a whole bunch of emotions from a lot of the the songs that they played in there and and i thought that was pretty great and then they also had you know like typical shazam playlist playing on a on a family dinner um that which was a nice touch but it wasn't overbearing that it was like listen we got the uh, listen to this we got the rights to pitbull and or something you know oh my yeah. aquaman but um <laughs> uh! <laughs> i thought i thought that was a nice touch the, the score was kind of in and out for me like i listened to it um there were like certain moments where the score really served the scene well and then there were other moments where it was kind of faded in the background a little bit uh-huh mainly like the action scenes and especially in like the third act and stuff like i didn't really pay attention to the score i was mainly there for like the fight choreography and stuff like that but yeah i thought the score yeah. was good for what it was i have to watch the movie again speaking on the fight choreography i i can't wait to see what they do with the next film because you can see a little bit of um um Potential. inexperience yeah there was yeah. a lot of inexperience there was a lot of inexperience with their uh powers and i like that you know they grew throughout the film even like his friends picked on a lot quicker than me <laughs> they were flying around yeah no. i was just yeah. like god <laughs> I was like, you suck billy 
well they didn't um, believe that they would be able to do it or i mean he didn't believe that that was the thing that was possible and then i guess with all the siblings looking at him doing it they're like oh i can believe a lot easier and i think that was a that was a great touch that when freddie turned into his own shazam or whatever Mm -hmm. um he started flying immediately because you know the first thing he tells us is you have to believe you can fly and and when he turned into a superhero he was already flying so he's been believing he could fly the entire movie that's another heartwarming maybe y'all better bring that staff over here (laughs) i'm not playing don't even hold out like that better be the first thing i do you better come and share with the world share with the whole squad better hold on to the staff (laughs) and if it don't work we're gonna try more ways oh my goodness i'm telling you i can't let's get into uh some taste and texture so were there any scenes in a movie that you liked anything you think could have been improved upon hit me a lot of the and here i go again a lot of the fights <laughs> <laughs> i love fights no but i mean that's understandable the, a lot of the fight scenes they um there was a lot of flying around less less like clashing now you yeah. know i they, they were literally just flying around like and there was like a push here or there you know, he was barely using lightning, and and that's okay. This is an mm-hmm. film; it's cool. But I feel like it could have been a little more. You know, just some, just some more macho punches, even. You know, and come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh yeah. Um. Other than that, uh, scenes that I like, y'all already know I like the hallway scene between him and his mother. Just fucking, fucking great. Um, People were talking about that scene on Twitter before the movie even dropped because. Well, Shazam had that fan screening weeks ago, yeah. but I think Chris was the only one that went. He took his girlfriend, and he was talking about that scene, I think, and that other people who went to the fan screening, they're like, you know, there's that moment in a trailer where he jumps off the roof and says Shazam, but the scene that comes before it makes that moment even better. And so I was mm-hmm. waiting in the movie to see that scene, and once it actually played out, I was like, this is like the satisfying when he jumped and just started flying like better than he had the whole film i was like get him i was like get him i was like that that was a perfect that was a perfect mend into that and um that was his hero shot that was his hero shot that was his hero shot and then the um what else what other scenes that i that i like that I like. Um, oh, when they all became like superheroes, his friends. When they grabbed that staff, and it was yeah. happening. I was like, "What? We're getting it? We're getting it now?" <laughs> I was like, this is this happening? I was like, this, "This is exactly like at the at the board table. The people at DC are like, so when are we going to introduce his friends? Movie two? Nah, just give it to him now. I don't know why I know who's Shazam yeah. is anyway. But and hey, was... you, might well, you might as well just give us all of them. I saw Megan. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, that was the most surprising one up there. That was the most surprising one up there. I was like, uh, <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, all right, I'm with it. Is she a superhero fan? Whatever. She they they dragged her out the weave. <laughs> Where is she then? <laughs> they dragged her out of everything. Nah, Jordan was like, they got Megan good. Of course she's gonna do good because she don't gotta do that much. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's not I mean, right. CG is gonna do everything for her, but I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but she still gotta say stuff. That was another scene. I think I think that scene was very rewarding for people who didn't know that it was gonna happen. Like I didn't know that it was gonna happen. Yeah, unless you're unless you follow like certain news sites, 
or there are like certain people you follow on Twitter that are like 24 seven on this stuff, you're not going to know. So it's going to be super rewarding. I knew they were going to be in the movie. I just didn't know at what capacity. And I that had ruin it for me. I love moments like that. I had an idea that they were going to show up in the third act. Cause once I knew that the seven deadly sins are going to be the villains, I was like, okay, they have to bring in the other ones. And when they did, it was satisfying. I was like, that's great. Cause even though I knew they were going to be in it, they didn't show it. So it was a reward in and of itself. But I really like that scene. Um, and I like what Oscar said about Freddie being able to fly immediately because I feel like that builds onto his character as well as his arc. I thought that was really good. Um, as far as any other, like, oh, go ahead, Oscar. Right. Yeah, I was, I was going to say um, with with the fight scenes, like what, what Jamal was talking about, I did, it, it is like a bit of a, I'm going to use the same phrase again, a, a double-edged sword where you have a bunch of, they are just kids and like literally like a, like a little eight-year-old girl or 12-year-old girl or something. Mm -hmm. And um, so you can't have them doing too much. Like they can't be fighting too much. And that does end up in being a a bit of a lackluster fight scene where a bunch of the times they're just flying around, saving people, slow motion style, because you can't really expect them to do a lot. So it does feel a little bit like a disappointing third act, but it does fit for what the movie is. You know, like you're not going to have these these kids who just got powers to fighting like the best superheroes you've ever seen. Um, And then, and uh, with the seven deadly sins, I feel like they became less of a threat as the movie went on. Like during their first introduction, they were killing people left and right, just throwing them out of the building. And then, and then they just capture the kids and they're holding them. And now that you mention it, I didn't find them threatening at all. Like, aside from them being in that board meeting with helpless people in suits anyway, out of sight of that, they weren't threatening at all to me. Like, yeah. he barely brought them out. It was him fighting. I would have rather like been assuming, yeah, they were grunt. I would have rather, mm-hmm. you know, dude, bald dude, I don't remember his name. Savannah. <laughs> yeah, Savannah. I would rather him just been the whole villain, just crushing everybody, like, and then, you know, the fact that they were extracted and their CG running around and stuff like that. I'm just like, I these are not, these things are not that threatening. Like, they all do the same thing. <laughs> they scream at you. They run towards you. They might miss. And you punch them or you handle them. And, like, they cause a little mischief. Like, one, you know, broke the, the, the Ferris wheel. Like, why would he do that? Why is he right. just fighting his targets? Why why would he care? Okay, but anyway, <laughs> but um, the, the villains were... Uh, Aside from Savannah, we're a little uh, bleh, to be yeah. There, okay. there was there was one moment where I think her name was was Mary, and she was like, yeah. "Guys, his power comes from the sins." And I was like, "When did she find out that they were called the sins? Like, when did she find out this information?" <laughs> and I feel like it would have been so much better if they had explained exactly who the seven deadly sins were because even like even um shazam has a moment where he's listing them out he's like sloth greed blah 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 and it's like i don't know half of these ones i mean i know (laughs) i know the seven deadly sins but if you point me to the faces of the monsters i'll only be able to point out like one or two like gluttony is obvious did they talk about their becoming no i don't I don't talked about did. it a did little they, bit. They, no, they did because they gave like a mini history lesson with the wizard in the beginning. He was like, yeah. they had one champion, and I know that's why. Yeah, he went bad, and he cre- I guess he created he the physical them. forms of it, or he, no, released, he released them. them. Yeah. He released yeah. them, but 
Where did they come from, you know? <laughs> I mean, from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, thought that was days. from the, the one champion at the beginning. And and there was that one moment in the board meeting where he was like, um, greed will be your downfall because you're a greedy man. And then he let greed eat his father or whatever. But that was the only time they really connected a sin to uh, a, an actual sin in real life. You know, they didn't really make that connection and there wasn't that much of an impact. Well, so a lot of really... them are like personality stuff as far as like, you'll know who Greed is because he's like physically big. And yeah. the other ones are just kind of like, you know, mental more of a sense. or like, Well, not mental, but it doesn't really show in their physicalness. Of, yeah. You, know, like you can't really see envy. You can't like, see lust. Oh, you can't lust. see lust Aphrodite. But I mean, <laughs> you, you can't, you, you know, stuff like that, I guess. One thing I wish they would have done for the sins, I wish they would have made them a little more unique in terms of colorization and like yeah. makeup because they all came across as just gray like when they were in the stones i was like oh they're in the stones and when they come out they get like their full color or something so and i think that's how it is i think that's how it is in the comics too like i think they're all like different colors and stuff it would have been easier to kind of pick out who's who yeah um, and it would have gave them a little more personality another thing i think would have been cool was um if they would have had the sins go against like the entire city of Philadelphia instead of just having them follow Savannah around, you know, because I think it would have added more. Oh, like to, spreading chaos. Yeah, and... like spreading throughout Philadelphia. And it would have made the story of the wizard bigger. Nah, you know? They want to have a carnival mm-hmm. in the middle of winter, though. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it would have been interesting if they had went that route. Yeah, but, but then, don't fault but them then for not doing with that, that, it would have it would have kind of felt like um like Suicide Squad where an entire city is like under attack and being destroyed and people are asking, Well, where's Superman? Where's Batman? Where's Wonder Woman? You know, we have this yeah. universe and this city is being under attack. And I like that they kept it relatively small scale, though I do agree that having them spread a little bit of chaos, like maybe having an old woman steal from somebody or, you know, or having a kid steal from an old woman because greed told him to, that would have been interesting to see like how the seven deadly sins spread through people and how humanity was really brought down because of them. Uh, yeah. They would have made, made a, a bigger role than just uh, Dr. Savannah. Yeah. They being, were trash. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's pretty much what I'm talking about. Just ha- having their presence be an actual threat instead of just having them run around for the other shazam people to take him down you know i would have liked the little i didn't even see his i I go as far as to say is like since it was more comedy focused rather than anything else that it probably wouldn't even matter you know comedy aspect if it did have something of a real threat it's hard to create a threat in a comedy yeah (laughs) even i mean even if it is i mean they created a they created enough threat for me to be satisfied Mm. but just the fact that what i like and value in comic book movies I would like a bigger threat, but it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't have to be like a world-ending destruction thing, whatever, but they do... I, I would have liked a, a bit of a more of a presence and, and for them to... Yeah. And like, when right. did Shazam himself learn about the sins? Was that when the wizard was talking? He told him about it. Yeah, the wizard told him about it. Yeah, it's like... He made the city around him. He didn't do that for all the other kids. Right. Okay. <laughs> See, that didn't even make that much of an impact with me. I was like, 
because uh, I saw the flashing lights and I was like, that's was cute. Quick. Okay. It was quick. Yeah. <laughs> it was super quick. He was like, here's the history. Now. <laughs> like, that, that's exactly what happened. But yeah. it's, it's fine, I guess. But there were, there were a lot of like little like stuff that I wish they would elaborate on a little more. And the movie felt long. Not not, it, not not unnecessarily long. It was like how how long was? It? I bet it was two hours. I think it was two hours two and hours? some change. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a little um, longer than I thought it would thought it would be, but it was good. I, I did I feel like it was long though. Yeah. Like at one point in the third act, I was like, man, this. Not saying it was like, a bad long that? thing, but I was like, dang, like this. That's really long. When I saw him headed for the cal- when I saw them running towards the carnival, I was like, damn, we got a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they was going. I thought they was going. Really? Uh, I was like, "All right, <laughs> what you got?" Okay, um, I mean, still a little something a little different, but okay. He broke the staff. They also didn't like like a lot of people. I can just see them not knowing what breaking the staff means. Mm-hmm. Like like when he broke the staff, people were just kind of just like, "Oh, he mad." <laughs> <laughs> like like no like. <laughs> Y'all know Yikes. what that means? He did that. <laughs> they did not explain the significance <laughs> of that staff at all. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I it. thought I thought that just meant he was no longer gonna give his powers to other people. Like, you know, yeah, without, that's what I took it to staff, be. He can't do it anymore, or whatever. Because technically, he took the powers of the wizard, so technically, he yeah. is the wizard. Yeah, and oh, he broke it though. Wasn't I mean? So nobody else can get it. I mean, when they die, was 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 next. No protector. You ain't thinking ahead. You better not die. I'm sure Darla will come up with something. She looks like the the smart bookish type to come up with everything when well, she grows up. I oh, mean, then you had the little slug at the end was like, there are smarter ways to obtain There, are, There are seven wizards and there are only six kids. So technically another person could have taken power. They take those places? I thought Black Adam was going to be the... I don't know enough about the lore to know these things, but they took the they te- technically they did take the places. I think. Yeah, that's. I thought that was the whole. Yeah, that's why he thought. Oh, you know, it was, it was seven of us that sit on this council, and now there's only me. And Shazam was like, "Well, now there's going to be me and my siblings, and that's six. And I guess um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I don't know. funny you mentioned Dwayne he actually put up a little video he was like you know yeah. congrats to the movie and all that and then he was like Black Adam should be shooting next, next year. year I was like nigga how, how are you <laughs> complaining what you mean you're starting shooting next year Look, That's by the time by the time next year rolls around we'll have Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman and they that's enough to last me working on the CG I wanted the rest because I Honestly, I wanted Black Adam to be in this film. Like, I really wanted it. But since he has a big, big ticket. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would have been a bit too much. I it feel. would have been too much to do in one yeah. film. Really? Well, they're making two films. You would have That's had, what he said. Why, it would have been like a Spider-Man 3 situation. A villain not, like, dying. Like, a villain doesn't have to be defeated in one. Like, look at Thanos. Like, a villain doesn't have to well, be defeated in one movie. That's they could have made a Black movie. Adam part two. Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne two. said it would have been too much. So he... Yeah. He thought it was a better idea to just split the two. That's That's what they're doing. No. Are you saying part one and two? Of Black Adam, yes. No. Are you saying a two-part Black Adam movie? Yes. Two parts? Black Adam? Well, you think it's not popular enough? It probably is. I think you would end up up doing like Spider-Man 3. You got 
the seven deadly sins. You got Doctor Savannah, and then you got him you trying to discover his powers. Seven deadly sins was done because Black Adam wasn't doing this movie, right? It's already yeah. got too much, too much going on right now. The seven deadly sins wouldn't have even been a thing if Black Adam I would, had done this I, movie. I would rather see Black Adam come in as like a second or third movie villain because yeah. I feel like for your first movie, you need somebody that's menacing enough, but they're not huge mm-hmm. scale. You know, so like in terms of Spider Man. This new Spider-Man universe, they had the Vulture for this movie. Wasn't there? I would see them doing like a Norman Osborn or Doctor Octopus in like the third movie. You know, you yeah. got to raise the stakes, and Black Adam brings more stakes. Yeah, Doctor. Doctor Oz? I'm not Doctor Oz. Wasn't it fucking Osborn in the first Spider-Man? That's the old one. I'm talking about these new movies with Tom Holland. I'm talking about the old one. <laughs> they did that well. He's a big villain. Well, in the old one, they weren't concerned about making a whole universe and getting people to come back and do Is all this DC stuff. Is DC Shazam? Hmm? Is DC incorporating Shazam into their big ass universe? They might. I mean, they brought Superman at the end. You know, spoilers, <laughs> but you already knew this was a spoilers episode. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bring nobody at the end of that damn film. But um, that man, I see what you're saying, but because I I was thinking that Shazam was just going to be like a oh look a fun film and just give us the main two shazam mm-hmm. versus black adam and then boom now or black adam make a, a return or like you know you know the return of blah 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 like come on <laughs> let's take it back to 2002 shall we right. <laughs> the return of blah 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 but i get it it's cool i mean yeah, i mean i get what you're saying too to big we can have a we can have a build up to the big villains since that's the kind of meta now because yeah, it's dwayne the rock johnson a two-part black adam movie could work. Is he too expensive for him? <laughs> They're like, damn, we got paid for this dude twice. Like, no, nah, I, I get don't know. It. Like, how much I don't, his I just, movies? His movies aren't that big. Where it's like he gets a huge check. I don't know. Like, how much did he make for Central Intelligence? Probably a lot. <laughs> because he, yeah, gotta maybe. Realize, you gotta realize this man's resume. He started off at the WWE. He was in football. Then he became a movie star. And then he does all this other shit for but WWE. He that gives him more as a movie star. He's not that. He's like not successful as a movie star, but he has so much under his fucking belt that he's just yeah. fucking rich. Like he he's a big clout. ticket, so he's he has a lot of clout, and he's very entertaining. So he's he's it's it's worth it. I mean, yeah. I think he, I think he's incredibly entertaining, especially yeah, from the WWE days. But um, what, what I like what I liked about Doctor Savannah is that he he was kind of like the exact opposite of Shazam. You know, like he was he's still even though he's an adult, he was still kind of new to all this. He didn't really know, like, even though he was researching the wizard and everything, he still didn't know much about the world. He didn't know much beyond just what the wizard told him in that one encounter. And that's kind of like Shazam. Like they were still both kind of new to this whole thing. And even, even Dr. Savannah was being manipulated by the seven deadly sins. And that's something Shazam brought up like, Oh, you know, you're being manipulated and stuff. Right. So like they're both, they both felt like, we're pretty new to this, um, but you have an objective that is to kill me because the seven deadly sins told you so. And even Dr. Savannah was just like, he felt like to me that he just wanted revenge on his father and he didn't have much of a plan beyond that. So it was a very good, I like that he was a good low level villain to start off with, because if they started with this whole plot to destroy the world with this and that and blah 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 but they they kind of just started with 
this is Dr. Savannah. He wants revenge on his father, and he has powers from the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins may be super evil, but we don't really know that much about the seven. And then it'll be good to see like a developed team effort from them fighting somebody as strong as Black Adam. Who's basically yeah. No, yeah. And that's my thing with Black Adam. Like when he was talking about the Black Adam movie, I'm like, I need Shazam to get a little bit more in terms of fight choreography, but also just visuals. Because I'm like, if you're bringing Black Adam, like, I need that spectacle to come across a little bit more. Like, the visuals are good in this movie because it was smaller scale. But to me, Black Adam is like a little larger scale than that. So it requires a little bit more to go into it. And I'm getting tired of so much of this of these fight scenes just being CGI. I mean, I, I know you can't, I know you can't like physically give someone superpowers and tell them to shoot lightning out of their hands, but just a little I mean, bit of hand-to-hand combat, you know, That's and then they fly off. But I, I do understand that Shazam is a 15-year-old boy who doesn't really know much hand-to-hand combat. And Shazam is mostly going to be like 95% fighting in the air, and like, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just how he is. But you can make a decent like that's that's my that's my like that's my frustration. That's where it's rooted at. With dealing with CGI, you have so much freedom that you cannot do with actual human bodies and bungee cords. Like that's why I like animated films more than live action. Like give me an animated film any day, I'll watch it immediately. Mm-hmm. But um, because the anim it's you could do so much with it. There's so much you could do. Literally, there's little hangups aside from can that really be done? You know, but um. That's where I'm drawing. Like you do all the CGI, but there's no fighting going on. What's going? What's happening, guys? <laughs> They're flying around. Let's let's get them. Let's get get some punches in. You know, Damn, I think, exactly. I think Man of Steel. <laughs> Man of Steel did a good job of mixing kind of like a somewhat Hell, martial arts. Like they had yeah. a lot of good punches, a lot of good beats. Yes. You know, they were getting beat down, and they he did have to face a, a few officers. You know, a few Kryptonians yes. before he got to Zod. So that was a good mix of ground combat, air combat, then building combat. All of them, the Wonder Woman, all those choreography fights, even Batman. Remember Batman in the warehouse scene with the box? Yes. Let me tell you about a good choreography, all right? (laughs) Batman (laughs) is still a fight between him and Zod and and, uh, Zod's little minions before. Top. That's that's what I'm looking for in a superhero movie. That was just great. You know, but, you know. Man. I'm a little hard he was getting his can handed to him. He was. Like they were not pulling any punches. That camera was zooming in, making sure that that was Superman. And I'm like, like that. And I'm like, I'm like, that's Michael Shannon. Now imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing that. That's why this I'm saying why, I, this I, why I can't really, I can't really fathom how he's going to be because Black Adam is a very, very serious, serious villain. Like he, I know. he rarely jokes like at all. Like he's about them hands. That's it. <laughs> he's like, what's up? So <laughs> the rock is, you know, he's very jokey out of his whole entertainment career. He makes jokes. You remember like, yeah. you remember his movie, like the rundown and walking tall. No. Y'all remember those no. movies? Yeah. I remember. Walking oh, okay. Tall. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like remember. almost all the Scorpion King, all these movies. Oh, Scorpion King. Remember that was it. Yeah. That I remember was when old. he was a CGI Scorpion. And he's like, we're not talking about two. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Scorpion King two. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one you talk about. But anyway, nah, like he's he comes off very joking, literally all of his content. So are they going to make Black Adam kind of jokey? Are they going to change his? You know, I'd rather him not. I'd rather him be very serious. 
I doubt they're going to make him jokey. Yeah, because he's like, very satisfying in the comics, or the ones that I've read anyway. Yeah. I feel like Dwayne wants to play him the way he's intended to be played. That's going to be so that, interesting. Let's see your range, buddy. <laughs> that's, gonna be, that's probably another reason why, like, that's another argument against having had Black Adam in this first film, because you do want him to be serious and a big threat and... Um, and kind of scary because they made this a comedy. And, and yeah. in this in this movie, yeah, you, we want to keep it lighthearted. Doctor Savannah, he is like kind of the archetypal villain. Like I'm going to kill you, and you're going to give me your powers. But there is a sense of um, like he's not going to immediately kill me. Like there there was like that opportunity. Him, with, him withdrawing his run. deadly sins from his friends in the room, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Like, but I got him not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't have the, that big of a heavy um, villain in this first movie introduction to to the universe, uh, to right. this Bam universe, at least. I would have been there if they introduced Darkseid or Justice League, the first Justice League. They were going to, but I'm not jumping into that. <laughs> um, so with that being said, let's get into, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. Not really. All right. Let's get into some aftertaste stuff. So how do we feel about the movie going out? And then how will we grade the movie overall? Uh, exceeded my expectations. I don't know what I was expecting, but it did exceed my expectations. And I gave mm. it, I think I gave it a rough score. What did I say? 7.5? I'm going to keep it at that. I think that's very yeah. appropriate. It didn't give me that 8 feeling, mostly because, again, whatever, you know, the factors of my little point fives or whole points are fight scenes, and they did not deliver. So... <laughs> Good job, but you know, room for improvement. I'm I'm excited to see the rest. Yeah. Yeah. On on my end, I I agree it did exceed my expectations. I felt immediately after the film, I felt really, you know, happy. I was very excited about where they were going. I, I really liked it and I and I think I gave it an eight point five initially, but you know, after digesting it for a bit and letting it sit, I think I'm I'm gonna leave it more toward an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, like it is a, it is a pretty good film. I do, I did enjoy it, but there were some just little things about, uh, about, uh, the seven deadly sins that I wish they could have improved upon. And, um, there were some pacing issues, like you mentioned earlier, that it felt like a bit of a longer movie than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do still think it's a, it's a great film and I want to give it that eight because it did feel feel to me like it was an eight movie an eight out of ten yeah i'm starting with oscar like my initial score was an eight and my score now is still an eight i think it's a good movie i think it's solid especially for a first movie um it makes me want to see more shazam movies especially with black adam i want to see more of the kids as well i want to see their shazam counterparts um there was a report where one of the supervisors or the producers was like, if we wanted to make a Shazam sequel, we would have to like do it now so that the kids don't really age up on us. And I'm like, go ahead and do it. Like I'm here for it. Like, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) I want to, I want to see more of them. Um, I think David Sandberg did a really good job with directing. I would like to see him come back if he wants to. And I think he does want to, um, Zachary Levi was great. All the kid actors are great. Uh, there were a lot of heartfelt moments throughout the movie. Comedy that felt earned, like comedy that doesn't, comedy that wasn't just thrown in, you know, just to get a laugh out of the audience. Marvel, 
I didn't want to mention him. But like it was <laughs> but we know what you were talking about. You're talking I know. about Marvel. Let's we call know. him out. <laughs> the comedy, the comedy felt earned. There were a lot of heartfelt moments. I like the themes of family and the theme that, you know, family's not just blood related, like family's whoever you call home to. Yeah. And so I think that was really great. So. But I definitely think there is potential. I won't say I mean, I could say there's room for improvement. I don't want it to sound negative, though, because I think the film was good for what it was. But I definitely do think there's potential, especially with Black Adam eventually coming through. So I'm going to leave it at eight. It's on the same playing field, I would say, as Aquaman for me. Uh, They both have things that I think take away from the film, but I think they both have things that add to the film. So they kind of balance each other out. Okay. So DC's in a good direction. And yeah. No, the Ben Affleck buy. Can we not? No, they not. <laughs> they gotta patch it. There's a leaky boat right now. Damn, they can't hold on to shit. <laughs> somebody, somebody posted a photo of Ben and Henry at one of the movie premieres, and I was like, God, we really, they really fumbled the ball. But <laughs> goodness. Because we could have had a, had a movie, nice but... cohesive universe, but they can't even keep. Why would y'all pick him? He didn't look like he wanted to do with you. No, he was fine. Like, why did he leave? That's a that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. He he just had issues with <laughs> the direction they were like going in and the whole Zack Snyder debacle that happened and everything like that. I don't so. want to do it anymore. I want to do <laughs> I want to do crazy women biopics. That's a episode in and of itself. Yeah. So I don't wanna I don't wanna labor on that. But it's got a whole series of issues. <laughs> in terms of Shazam, A for effort, B for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's those are my thoughts that's on it. So we're gonna close out this episode. Alright. Uh we'll be back. In a few weeks with Endgame. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is Saya signing off. I will see you all in the next episode. Adios from all. Goodbye, everyone. This has been Oscar. And that's that. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. Bye. (laughs) Good night. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to the show to get the latest updates. We also encourage feedback and comments, so feel free to drop them wherever you're listening to us. And be sure to check out our Twitter at NerdSpicePod to find the show on other platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We hope to hear from you soon.